We were pumped up. The kids wanted to play. They want to show people what they got. You know, and, I, and again, I, you know, very tentative sometimes to say, are we that good? And I think we show that we can play. They're really good, but I think I was more excited than nervous because we've been preparing the entire offseason for this. Cheshire's a really good team, and I think we did really well against them. So it's good to know that we can handle high-pressure situations and good teams for the future. I mean, the last two pitches that we've seen are by far two of the best pitches in the state. Um, you know, I think for me, I'm, I'll, you know, you, you kind of get frustrated that the, the big hits aren't coming. Um, but I have to tell you, like, just hearing what the girls are saying in the huddle and what our plans are and what our preparation's gonna be, um, I feel like this is more of an opportunity to learn and get better than it is to be frustrated and get down on ourselves. So we're halfway through the season and, and this could be a real turning point for us. I like the resiliency, you know, like I said, against Southington, we give them two runs in the top of the first, we can answer right back. Today we're down two nothing, you know, against obviously a very good Amity team. We come back and beat them. So. Their ability to come back um, has been has been tough. If we can shore up our defense and stop spotting teams, then it would help. We knew like they were good. Um, I don't know if everyone knew that they were like defending state champs, but oh really? <laughs> <laughs> um, it was good to get a, a win today over a top team in the state. Oh, I feel like we have a lot of potential. We could definitely make it very far in the tournament if we like keep playing as a as a team and. Hello everybody and welcome back to another episode of Inside the Circle, your weekly dose of high school softball from Game Time CT. I'm your host, Sean Patrick Boley, alongside my cohort and head softball beat writer, Ryan Lacey. Ryan, how you doing today? Good, happy to be here, Sean. Oh yeah, once again, another episode. I'm really excited. This is the highlight of your week, as you say, every week. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, a little later on, we're going to have head coach of... Notre Dame Fairfield, Jeff Bavino, whose team was rolling along, and then they went up to Griswold and got promptly beat 13-4 to to end their win streak. So uh, we're sorry about that. We jinxed him, but uh, they got a big week coming up. So we're going to talk all things softball with Jeff, who's just, yeah, you know, former football coach who just got into the sport, you know, a, a lot of it because just kind of like as a, as a uh, as almost a happy accident. You know, his daughter was playing, and they needed a coach at foreign, and Next thing you know, he was winning a state championship. So uh, we'll talk a little bit to Jeff about that and all the things going on with him. At the top of the show, we heard from some of the chaos that happened this week in softball. I mean, we expected it once we got some of these rainouts out of the way. Yes, there were still more some more rainouts. But once we had a few, we strung together a few good weeks, sorry, a few good days where we actually get some games played. And, and look, surprise, surprise. Lots of chaos happened. At the top of the show, we heard Jeff Babineau, the uh, head softball coach at St. Joseph, and Paige Dwarren, their, their great pitcher, after their uh, their victory over Cheshire. We also heard from Cheshire coach Christine Drust. They lost two straight. They lost to North Haven the day before, and then they lost to St. Joseph the day after. Um, and then also you heard from Scott Redman, the Bristol Eastern head coach, and his uh, catcher, Paige McLaughlin, who had a great diving catch to, for, a, for a double play that beat Amity. And then they turn around and they uh, and then they lost to uh, South Windsor, which is undefeated. And 
so much going on. Ryan, what happened? What What's going on? We got a little self-correction going yeah, on here? you said chaos, it's definitely self-inflicted chaos because the top 10 teams finally got to play each other. You know, what we've been waiting for for pretty much a month now. And, you know, obviously one team's going to prevail and one team's not. And a lot of the games were competitive. A lot of, you know, interesting thing hap- you know, happened in those games. And, you, you know, you led with St. Joseph there. And that's probably the biggest win of the season, you know, beating Cheshire. So... It's you know, obviously a big win for them. Yeah, and then, and then they turn around, they almost lose to Stanford. Right, yeah, that would have been a bit of a, a letdown. They needed a, you know, Stanford tie the game twice, the second time on a home run by Kim Saunders in the eighth inning, I believe, and then St. Joe scored three in the ninth, um, a home run tie, broke the 2-2 tie, and then they added a couple insurance runs. So, you know, that's always a thing you want to guard against, you know, whatever. But Stanford's a good team, and, you know, that was, you know, Bad yeah. things got to happen. Like. Yeah, no, that would have been crazy if Stanford had pulled off that upset. Uh, our man Rich DePreda was on the scene for that game. Uh, so everyone's wiping their brow. They're still undefeated. They're If all goes well, I mean, they have who this week? Uh, St. Joseph. Well, they have. The one we've all been waiting for. Well, yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, they have. Uh, the, well, they have. Uh, uh, Massac at the end of the week here, so it, it, if the weather holds off, we'll finally get that game played. Uh, but um, looking at the uh, looking at some of the things that happened, uh, Massac's still number one. They just are just crushing the SWC right now. Uh, but uh, but St. Joseph's win over over Cheshire, and then Cheshire losing, and then looks like they they stole a couple first place votes from the from the Panthers. Yeah, I think that's the, when you get a big win that way. You know, teams are you know voters are going to look at that as you know saying maybe they are as good as Massick. You know, there's little separating them if you just watched each of them play. They have the same blueprints, and we're going to find out about St. Joe's even more. Like you said, you know, the game against Massick on Saturday, but they they play Trumbull tomorrow too. So yeah, that's right. That's a brutal you know stretch of their schedule. So playing two three. You know, Cheshire was ranked fourth when they played, and then they're going to play the teams that are one, two, or three, however you want to call it. So that's a pretty good gauntlet. And Trumbull there with a the first place vote, and uh, I'm sure Trumbull's kind of like, wait a minute, we went from two to three. What do you? We didn't even lose. We or gave from- up a run. They threw yeah. shutouts all week, and that you know that that was that wasn't enough apparently. So. Yeah, Ludlow four nothing, uh, Bassick thirteen nothing, New Canaan nine nothing, West Hill five nothing. Nobody's. Nobody's yeah, their last their last game of the week before it was a shout out over stable so five games in a row without giving up a run which is pretty good yeah and uh you know we'll, we'll see what happens there but the good news is for hype sake is that saint regardless of what happens in that uh, trumbull game saint joseph will go to matt uh sorry saint joseph will bring in massick yeah. as the number two team in the other game so we have our number one number two right, yeah. matchup set good unless, for headline sake right yeah <laughs> better it sounds it sounds a lot better than one verse three in fairness yeah one verse two sounds better well this is what we wanted we were, were looking for this the preview of the class l tournament at some point maybe the championship who knows right. trumbull obviously is going to have a lot to say about you know how we view saint joseph going into that massive game um another uh, looking at so that's one two three massive saint joseph trumbull then you got number four north haven and lauren card it's just <laughs> yeah. Speaking of shutouts and not giving up runs, uh, obviously the top three has been set in stone, you know, in terms of order and all of that. But you know, it doesn't seem like anything's going to change voters' minds until a loss by one of those top three teams, because North Haven obviously could be as good or better than any of those teams. Yeah, uh, that she's uh, obviously been doing great for them. North Haven had to squeak that one out. They won that basically on an error. That one, that won that Cheshire game on an error. Yeah. Um, so they they are going to this week ten and zero. At the midpoint and uh, continue their march up. They 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 come in at number four after uh, a, a number six ranking uh, this week. Um, then you have Southington at number five taking the place of NFA. 
uh, which uh, which they beat actually five to five to three, and they also defeated Middletown eight four. So the Southington on the mend after yeah, their got, loss to Bristol. Yeah, they got their one loss, and then other teams started losing, which allowed them to drive you know jump back up to right where they were they they were in the four and five spot the first couple of weeks before that loss in the first season and uh, another team that that benefited from the chaos was number six west haven they're 11 and 0 i again like we've been saying all week yeah. i think they, they got a lot of their toughies uh well they got one of their two toughies out of the way early and they're now mowing down the, the rest of their schedule i yeah i don't see them like you say here I don't see them losing with with uh, with some. I mean, they, it, who who knows? They play Amity again the thirteenth of May, which is their third to last game. So you know they have a couple weeks here where they could pile up some wins, which is incredible. I mean, no matter how many wins they end up with, they're going to have a lot, right. which is good. You know, and they obviously already beat Amity, so I'm sure the Spartans, you know, we're down. You know, they're down but not out. Right. Uh, obviously, Amity loses that one uh, that uh, that game to uh, Bristol Eastern, which we heard um, on that great play by McLaughlin and. Uh, you know, listen. You can never count out Amity, but no, no. and I think the biggest the biggest thing for these you know teams that get to win a lot of games is that it changes the rankings for you know the postseason. So like you know, for instance, in Class L, if Bristol Eastern you know wins a lot of games, or if North Haven wins a lot of games, like one of those teams is not going to be the one or two seed, and they're going to have a tough semifinal matchup too. Sitting at number seven is Cheshire, uh, which dropped two straight, and you know, kind of looking inward now to see what what they can do. Uh, to to get back on the men, and they, they defeated Mercy five nothing, and then they lost uh, without without scoring a run. They lost to North Haven. They're right in that game, and then St. Joseph obviously beat them. Um, and number eight, uh, you're looking at South Windsor, which is your your welcome pole. to the poll. Yeah, with which makes its debut. They're nine and zero. They the day after Bristol Eastern beats Amity, they nip Bristol Eastern one nothing. Tell us a little about a little bit about the Bobcats, Brian. Yeah, obviously Ace Maria Hanchuk is, you know, the standout. You know, she's going to Endicott um three years in a row with an ERA under one. She has forty one wins already in her career. So we always, you know, talk about you know, it's the balance between hitting and pitching, but if you have one of the best pitchers in the state, you automatically have a shot to win every single game and you know, they're not only three undefeated teams left in Class Double L, and they're one of them. Mm, yeah, we'll have to keep an eye on them. That was a really impressive win over Bristol Eastern, which was getting all the the accolades by jumping. Yeah, when the it's pole. a one nothing game like that, you know, obviously, <laughs> right, it could go either way, so to speak. And you know, once you're that competitive with the other teams, that just shows how good you are, regardless. And Bristol Eastern comes in at number nine. Number ten is Seymour, which lost the second game to, to St. Paul. The, uh, very interesting development there in the NVL. You know, I, I, I think that just is only going to set up what, what could be a pretty good postseason in the NVL. I mean, listen, these, these two teams have been going back and forth. I think they've, they've split the, the last – I think they've split every game in the last two years at least. Right. Yep, in, in the regular season. And both by one run this year, they you know, they beat St. Paul 10-9 and then St. Paul rallies late to, you know, beat them 4-3 this time. So – I'm so I was a little surprised that St. Paul didn't jump them in the rankings. Yeah, perfectly honest. I thought the same thing. I thought we for sure we were going to see St. Paul. I mean, they've only had one loss. Granted, Seymour's second loss was to, to Trumbull, Trumbull, which probably shouldn't count, I guess, <laughs> for the purposes of voting in the top, you know, the bottom part of the poll. Right? right. When you look at this kind of stuff, it's just like, well, how much do you want to give them? You want to penalize them, or how much credit you want to give to Seymour? Yeah, that's. It's almost like, like a pause. It's almost not. It's not like a win, but it almost feels that way when you're that close to the top teams, especially because Seymour doesn't get to play those teams very often. Right. No, no, they don't because the NBL has so many teams and, and they basically play each other twice there. Right. Uh, so, uh, yeah, a little surprising. I'm sure St. Paul's kind of shaking its head. 
going, what's going what are you come on guys? You know? But Seymour previously had ended Woodland's uh yeah. unbeaten season three to one in another good game. Yeah, which, Woodland had nine hits in that game, so nine hits and only one run. They you know, they gotta be thinking an opportunity like slipped away there. Yeah. So uh yeah, so that's interesting. So Seymour's still hanging in there, lots of respect giving them. You know, NFA dropped out, but they're only sitting in the eleven spot right now. We're looking at the rest of the teams. Their Valley Regional still undefeated. Uh Ward seven and one, EO Smith seven and two, Northwestern up in the Berkshire, they're nine and oh. They they just continue to I mean they nobody beats them in the NFL. Yeah, the, or I the, mean in the in the Berkshire. Yeah, their win streak is up to something crazy, like in the forties or something in terms of league wins, I think. Yeah. So and then uh, you're sitting there at eight and one is Notre Dame Fairfield, which lost its first game. We'll get we'll, again. We'll, we'll get to Jeff Bavino in a little bit. Yeah. Barlow lost the Massac again. They're eight and three. That's their White Whaley. Amity's uh, six and three. Windsor is hanging there eight and one. Woodland nine and one. And then Stanford, which opened some eyes. Yeah. No doubt against St. Joseph. I mean, if they could just, uh, just the margins are that thin. And uh, Ward was the team that got the most. You know the newest votes you know this week they got a lot of you know people voting for them their one loss was 2-1 to st joe's and they crushed danbury last week and so if that's your only blemish then you're you know another double l team you know you're going to get that attention and they're, right they're quickly rising up the, the rankings right there. they just don't have the pedigree yet i mean it's still an impressive you know performance yeah, and there. they'll get trumbull later in the season just you know to have another shot at a top team but other than that ward could easily win 15 16 games with who they have left should be should be fascinating so now that we've talked about all that there's so much going on just just before we we move to our guest um just you know your take on uh what what's happened and you know what are we looking at for this week well there's a couple you know more big games you know to take place this week between top 10 teams or teams right on the fringe and I think you're just we're just laying the groundwork that we're you know we're over the halfway point you know the playoffs are going to be here before we know it so these matchups between these big teams are somewhat of a dress rehearsal of what's to come. And there hadn't been, there hadn't been that many of these. There were so many undefeated teams two weeks ago yeah. and now they're eight, like yeah. <laughs> across three, all four classes. So that, that happened pretty quickly. So, and that number could even go down. Well, it will go down because Trumbull are playing St. Joe's and Massacre playing St. Joe's. So it's going to go down even farther, but I think that's, you know, that's the exciting part. We get to see finally like who's better or, you know, at least for on that day, who's better amongst these teams. Just quickly want to shout out uh, longtime coach of uh, Platt Tech, Sue Murphy, for her 500th victory. Uh, I believe it came again on Thursday again at, Habit, at Abbott Tech, a 13-6 victory. Um, the Platt Tech is rolling along in the, C, uh, in the CTC. And, uh, and nobody, you know, listen, Sue Murphy has been there forever. Um, and uh, she's been, you know, the athletic director at Platt Tech, and she's just been an all-around great coach for them. So congratulations to Sue Murphy. Uh, that's such, you know, 500 wins is is, is a tremendous yeah, accomplishment. Yeah, that's incredible regardless of how long you've been somewhere. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and she's just been, uh, a, you know, an advocate and a, a teacher and a coach at Platt Tech for for years and uh and just uh, just a quick shout out to to her i mean she got her 400th win in 2013 so what's that five six seasons and 100 you know to get that many wins in that short of time just shows right it's they are yeah it's not easy to 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 get that especially in the in the tech conferences because they play a really tough out of out of uh conference schedule and it never really actually goes really great for them typically um you know now that they're into their the tech school season they're one of the best teams in the league um you know you look the schedule that they lost just uh, they just lost the derby they lost uh, by a run they lost a law by eight nothing and they lost to stratford six nothing uh, but they've been scoring double digits in the ctc 
um, and they look like the, they're a, a contender for that title again. So congrats to the coach Murphy and and uh, and best of luck going forward. Speaking of Milford, we're going to jump over to Foreign, uh, where our guest this week's guest is waiting for us. Joining us on the show this week is the effervescent, as I like to call him, the coach, Coach Jeff Bavino of Notre Dame Fairfield, my longtime good friend. I've known him forever, it feels like, and now all his kids are grown. They're all in college doing great things, and it's a wonderful, wonderful to have Coach on. Coach, how you doing? Welcome to the show. I'm doing great. I'm doing great, man. It's it's an honor to be here, and uh, and as I said, I really want to thank all you guys for all you do for uh, high school sports. It's fantastic. Well, really thank, thank we you. thank you. Thank you for joining us. And uh, well, we, we decided we were gonna, you guys. Uh, you know, Snorri and Fairfield was was rolling through the season so far. We just hey, we, we decided last week to have you on and. Uh, and then you guys promptly lost Griswold. So Ryan says, uh, Ryan, Ryan says, I have that effect on things. Unfortunately, I am the master of jinxing. So. Yeah. Sorry. We're the, yeah, the dreaded jinx, but, uh, you know, not a bad, so far so good though, other than that loss. Right. Right. Coach. Yeah. We've been, uh, we've been doing well. We're, we're a very, very young team. We have one senior and, um, you know, again, uh, we've just been playing very, very well. We've been really hitting the heck out of the ball and, um, uh, again, it's, it, we were due for it. And, um, you know, we, our, our pitcher, our pitcher is a heck of a pitcher. She had a, she had a tough day and she got squeezed by home and she walked a little too many. And, uh, again, we, we made a couple of errors at key times and it really cost us. You can't do that against a good team like Griswold. You really can't. Yeah. I saw you guys had 10 or 11 walks, just obviously impossible to win a game like that. How frustrating is that when you have one of those bad days, like you say, well, you know, it's it's very frustrating, but it's it's to be expected. As you know, we're uh, we're starting four sophomores, uh, uh, I think five sophomores, two freshmen, and uh, a, a a junior and one senior. I mean, so I mean, it's it's to be expected. You know, we, you know, we we were due for a clinker, and uh, the biggest thing is not to let the girls panic over it and just. Um, you know, not show frustration and just let them know that, hey, we just, we, you know, there's going to be days like this. We just got to come back the next day. You, you know? just, you just touched on it about, you know, how well you're hitting the ball. It's almost video game number type things with, from your young players. Are you, you know, how impressed are you with, you know, how they're doing? Ah, uh, I'm, I'm extremely impressed. Extremely, re- really, really impressed. I mean, uh, we, we have a freshman, uh, her name is Tiffany Suporn. She's, uh, she's batting 714 right now as, as a freshman she's got four home runs 20 rbis and you know she's doing it outstanding and um we got a sophomore transfer from the gunnery uh macquarie stone former i mean she's batting 722 Uh-oh, did i lose you 30, oh there you go sorry uh, she was batting i lost yet she was batting 722 722 and she's got uh Eight, 12 home runs and 39 ribbies in nine games. So she's uh, quite the player. She's our shortstop. Really, really outstanding. Um, 12 home runs at this point of the season is pretty ridiculous. You know, what kind of hitter is she and, you know, how special of a talent is she? Well, I'll tell you, she's a, she's a lefty hitter. And uh, she is, uh, I mean, she's she's beyond her years as far as her, her skill level is concerned. I mean, her, her mother is the head softball coach at uh, Westcon, um, and uh, obviously she's been around the game for a while because she's not only outstanding at the plate, but she does a great job in the field as well. And uh, again, just just a pleasure to coach. Just a total total player. I mean, she she knows the game inside and out, and um, I mean, she could hit for power. She she drives the ball the other way. 
I mean, uh, eight of her home runs have been over the fence, and the other four have been at our place. Well, she just gapped them and hit bombs. So she's good, very good. How about um, you know some of the other other players on your team that have been playing pretty well? Oh yeah, um, our captain Meredith McDonald, our catcher. I mean, she's hitting. She's got uh, twenty. She's twenty hit twenty hits and thirty two at bats, fourteen ribbies. I mean, we've got twenty three home runs on the season already. And uh, but uh, uh, our pitcher Brianna Brown is uh, batting six sixty seven. And uh, I mean, really, all our girls are, are doing a tremendous job. One through nine, we can hit the ball. Um, you know, and one of the things that you know from being around, good pitching stops good hitting. But uh, we, we faced a real good pitcher the other day up at Griswold, and we hit the ball hard all over the place. We had 11 hits, scored, scored four runs, should have scored more. But we, uh, you know, again, it's it's just one of those deals where <laughs> when you're chasing when you're chasing 13 runs, it's hard hard to play the game. So, well, I, we really have we really have an exciting club i just think that before this year's over we're going to do some great things i really do I, we're going to get better every day how tough tough is that trip oh it's a tough one <laughs> and especially especially when you get there and it's uh, the wind is like unbelievable and then it's raining sideways and <laughs> it, it, it made for it made for a tough day it made for a tough day. it's it's a you know it's a two-hour trip either way yeah you know i mean not to make any excuses for you i mean that does that drain a team I, you know what? I, I, I don't think so. I mean, okay. we, had, we got there in plenty of time. I just think that we just had a bad day. You know, uh, um, you know, our, our Bree had a bad day. She's been phenomenal up to this point. She just, it's, you know, again, it's just one of those days we had a stinker. And, um, and it, it, it's something that we knew was going to happen. It just um, for young kids to play at that pace for that long, it's, you know, that we were due for one. So. Well, you guys are, I mean, looking at the schedule, you guys are averaging over, you know, double-digit runs a, a game. And then uh, the only time you didn't score double-digit runs was against New Fairfield on uh, April 12th. Uh, and then you look down, and then and then finally you guys, you, you guys got the thing turned around on you against Griswold. And, and then you look at the schedule going forward. I mean, you got some tough, tough teams. I mean, you basically got, got some of the, I don't want to say the easy ones out of the way, but the, the teams that you guys sh are supposed to beat uh, if you want to be good. Um, and now you got you got Newtown today, uh, yep. Monday, um, at their place, and then and then you host the number one team coming in, and then then you got yep. Pomp Rog. I mean, and then you got West Hill and Strat. Some really good softball programs are you guys got all that. So this is this is like a, a really critical part of your season, huh, Coach? It's it's a big test. We're gonna I, you know one of the things I told our girls before we get on the bus, I said we're gonna find out what we're all about this week. You know, and um, you know, and again, it, it, this week's not going to make or break us, but it's going to indicate to us, you know, what we have to do and where we have to go, what direction we have to take. Uh, you know, the the best thing about this these group of girls is that they're willing to do anything we ask them, and it's just so much fun coaching them. Um, you know, I, I just uh, I, I just really think that uh, I, I really think that we'll be fine going forward. I really do. I know we have some good teams, but. Uh, if we play the way we're supposed to, we'll, we'll be in every game. That's that's one thing I really believe. Yeah, how do you balance those expectations when you have so much talent, but such a young team, and then but there's still an opportunity there to do some you know great things. Yeah, again, um, you know, again, I try I try to tell them you know don't expect things. You know, we, we got to earn them every day. 
Um, and uh, the one thing that, uh, you know, my staff and I are, are really focused on is just making sure that we learn and, and we, we take every mistake that we have and not criticize them, but just make sure they know that these are the things going forward that we have to cut out. And, um, uh, again, if we if we can only make each mistake once, you know, uh, that'll that'll make us better faster. So that's that's the biggest thing. I think the biggest thing that we have to be with these group of kids is just patient. You know, they, um, we, we just have to be patient with them and let them know we're there for them. And uh, as I said, the, the best thing about these kids is, you know, whenever you tell them something to do, they, they you know, they, they take it to heart and they work on it. So I, I've been very, very, very impressed. Um, you guys almost beat Mastic last year. Are you guys excited to sort of get another shot at them and see, you know, what happened? <laughs> yeah, well, we, we lost we lost four seniors and uh you know they're all they're all very good softball players, but th- these kids that are stepping in uh, are really doing a great job. I mean, we la- la- we have a girl by the name of Monica Mojica. She's a sophomore now. She came in as a freshman last year, and during we, we had I think we had like nine we got nine preseason games, in, and she had like six or seven home runs for us. But she um, uh, really hurt her knee very bad where she required surgery so she missed the entire year Mm -hmm. and we got her we got her back this year and she's you know she's got like three home runs and uh she's she's hitting you know over 464 so i mean adding her back into our lineup she would have been our number three hitter last year and um, getting her back is big and the the transfer of uh uh, you know stone fulmer in and uh the the play of freshman tiffany suporn has really really got us over the hump and you know our we, our our bottom three hitters from last year uh, were all freshmen, and now they're all back, and they're a little bit older, and they're do, they're doing very well for us. Riley Marco, uh, uh, Izzy Brasseau, and uh, we we got a, a sophomore girl second baseman slapper, uh, Justina Holland, that's doing very well too. I mean they're all they're all right right around four hundred. I mean our team batting average is right now is ridiculous. Mm-hmm. I think it's like a five eighty. You know it really is. So. <laughs> that's a bit that's incredible. Um, a lot, yeah, you know, you know, but we're going to be facing some good pitchers now, so we'll see what we're all about, you know. Uh, so this is your fourth year at Notre Dame, uh, and you know, yes. you, you, you were—I mean, you'd coached so long; I mean, you've been around for forever, man. <laughs> you know, as, as have I. But uh, you, you look at a, where you started uh, when you, you know you were at uh, Milford Academy, and uh, you were coaching football, and you coached bo- baseball there. Yeah, you coached a little baseball, right? Maybe yeah, I, I coached. I coached a lot of baseball going forward. Yes, I did. I mean, I mean, way back. I mean, I was the head baseball coach at Sacred Heart University for a while, so it, yeah. it was it was it was a lot of fun. Real, really a lot of experience. What got you into softball? All of a sudden, it was like. Jeff Bavino, softball coach. <laughs> yeah. Tell us about that. Uh, you know, I guess it was what ten years now. You've been, I mean, you've been doing, yeah. doing softball. Yeah. You started foreign, won a state championship. I think it was uh, eleven, right? And, uh, and and now you're back at Notre Dame Fairfield, where you had coached uh, really some great, great uh, football teams over here. But what what got you back into the softball? What got you, what got you into softball? I should say. <laughs> Well, I fell in love with the game, uh, watching my daughter in Little League and uh, the lower level of travel, you mm. know, and, uh, you know, just going to games and having, having a baseball background. I, I tell you, it's, baseball is, is my favorite sport in the world. I absolutely love it. And, you know, again, I loved coaching it. And, um, uh, again, what happened was um, Mr. Vitelli, Anthony Vitelli, uh, needed a freshman coach, and um, and uh, it was relatively new here at Foreign. And I said, "Yeah, I'll, I'll help you out. I'll, I'll I'll take the team over." 
and I took over a team, a freshman team, and I actually I absolutely fell in love with the team. I fell in love with the game. I fell in love with the girls. Mm. And uh, four years later, that team won a state championship. You know, so, <laughs> you know, so it was it was fun. So I, th- that's how it started. And the next year, uh, the head coach took a job in Pennsylvania and uh, an administrator's job, and uh, I, I took over. And um, it's 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 been a labor of love since then. I, I truly enjoy coaching girls. It's a it's an absolute pleasure. I really it's it's you know what uh, when you when a girl makes a mistake, she's more upset that she let you down than she is about you criticizing her. So yeah. It took me it took me a while to learn that. You know, it's they care. They really really do. Yeah, and that that's just one of the things I've I've heard most. I mean, again, I have never coached, but you know, I had a, I had a roommate who who was a, a soccer coach and a girls basketball coach. Um, and he always said like it's it's more of like a team like no no one buys into it like the team more than more than girls do they're more about upset they're more they don't want to let anybody down they want to they want to do well for everybody else whereas you know with the boys you get a little bit of more you know like you know you get a lot of more egos and things like that not to say they're not good teammates or anything but it's just a lot it's just so much different from from girls right yeah it, it, it's a lot different it's yeah. a lot different you know I, I gotta tell you a funny story um, like I, I remember um, I was out of practice one day um, uh, when I was at foreign and uh, we were practicing and in my, my team, uh, my football team got done with uh, weightlifting. So they came down and they were walking down the road over there. You know how right that, that French drive over there mm-hmm. and I'm coaching the girls and we're laughing and we're singing and the, I could see them walking by and they kind of like slowed down and looking like, Hey, where's coach Bovino? What did you do with him? Yeah. You know? <laughs> You know, it's like, what happened? Where, where is he? Is that him? Who brainwashed him? But it's, it's, a, it's a, it's a totally, totally different approach, um, and I, I think that's, I think that's one of the things that uh, I had to learn. And and um, you know, again, you, you, they're two different sports, they're two different types of personalities, and uh, it, it took me a while to to figure it out. And especially when uh, the first time a, a girl cried, I said, oh, no, can't do that. You cannot do that. No, there's no crying in softball. There's no crying. <laughs> but, again, it was like, okay, I'm never going to let that happen again. So, mm, you know, right. again, you, you, you kind of figure it out, you know. And um, But uh, I, I got to tell you, I truly enjoy I truly enjoy coaching uh coaching the girls it's, it's a lot of fun it really is how did you how, you know obviously you need to take you need to take a little bit of a crash course you know uh, how did who taught you who taught you some of the nuances of the games or who did you listen to and and i'm sure your daughter fallon had something even though she was a young kid at the time <laughs> but i'm sure she, she she had a lot of advice for you too huh coach well yeah i mean again it's it's really the same game i really think the biggest difference is is the pitching mm. you know uh, I, I, a lot of people think that there's a, a big difference in the teachings and the hitting's the same the fielding's the same you know it's it's the same rules the base running rules are the same uh, i just really think that the pitching is the is the you know the thing that i i really had to concentrate on and learn how to teach you know my, my Fallon used to be a pitcher so mm. uh, when uh, she would go for her lessons you know I would listen and uh, you know and I really started listening a lot more when I got the softball job but uh, uh, it's, it's just you pick it up you, you pick it up and it's uh, it's really not that different of a game Sean it really really isn't you know but uh, you know the, the 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 part of the game that you have to. I think that I had to learn more about was the slap game, yeah, and the the bunting game, and, and uh, how important it is. I mean, if if you ever do a stat about 
uh, when people bunt, I would say almost 50% of the time on a bunt, uh, the runner gets on base, whether it's a sacrifice or a hit. It just seems like it's just uh, it's incredible. I mean, if you go to a game and just watch it, it, it something always happens. You know, it really does. So. Right. It's such a small feel. You know, that's another thing. It just this feels a little more compact. And I guess yeah. the, you know the ball does different bounces, and you gotta you gotta be really attentive to to who goes where and and wh- you know wh- where the play is because it's not like baseball where you know where it's you, you hit it into the outfield and or you you know it's just different. It's just the dimensions are a little bit different, but it's the same. Like you said, it's the same game. Yeah, you know it's funny now when I go to a baseball game and I see these kids at the ball. It's like I'm going, wow, what a difference! Man. Those those <laughs> things are going far, you know. But again, in in, in softball, it's happens. You know, we had to work with girls on how to play the slap because there's no slap in baseball. I mean, there, there might be every once in a while, but um, I, I I think the biggest thing was learning how to defend the slap and and bunners and things like that. I mean, that's that's a big part of the game. And uh, if you read anything about um, Massick, I'm sure you really probably wrote the article, but they they uh, they played ball the first time and just about beat them, and then they played small ball the next time and they really put it on them. So uh, you know, small ball is is a big part of softball. You know, putting the ball down, you know, slapping things like that. It's it's really um, that's the way that's the way the game's going. You know, yeah, especially against pitchers that are hard to hit. You know, to begin with. <laughs> um, does what yes. you're doing now? Um, help you know as far as not coaching football I you know you did that for so long do you miss that at all or is softball filling that void or how do you how would you describe that yeah I um I thought I was going to be uh you know I, I coached a little bit at West Haven this year and um um you know but it got to a point where I was uh you know I I retired basically so I can go watch my son play at Colgate. So it's that kind of filled the void and still being able to coach softball has really helped me because, you know, I, you know, my wife kicked me out of the house in October because I had nothing to do during the week. So she says, she goes, you got to go find a job. She goes, you can't be here. You know, 43, 43 years I had this house to myself. So you got to get out of here. So, but, uh, yeah, but it's, uh, again, it's, um, you know, I, I'm I'm enjoying the free time. I, I really, really am. Were you even surprised, Coach, that you were able to win a state championship and then go to the state finals? Like it seemed like every year after that, I and mean, you didn't win one, but uh, you, you did win that that first one there. I, I couldn't even believe it. It was like <laughs> Jeff Vito can't wait. He, he was, for years. He has all these great football teams. That he just couldn't get over the hump, and then he goes to softball. Next thing you know, he's a state champion. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, uh, I I still have that article that you wrote about that. You know, Jeff Bavino, the football coach, wins in softball. Yeah. But, uh, I, 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 you know, again, I, I take the same mentality other than the dealing with the kids that I do with football. You know, we're, we're, we pay attention to detail. We scout. We watch video. Uh, we do all those things. And, uh, you know, look, you don't win championships without good players. And, you know, and I had I had good players at at foreign and i have good players at notre dame it's i think what we do is we 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 get the most out of them that that's my that's my goal as a coach to to make them be better every single day i mean that team we had at foreign when we won the championship was probably the most underrated team that uh in, in the league because we had a lot of talent and uh those those three years afterwards um, you know, we lost, uh, you know, we lost three, two, two, one and three, two, um, yeah. 
Yeah, again, again, it was just it was just a break here or a break there. But we we had good players, Sean. Yeah. I mean, let, let's face it, we had the Brunos, the Georgettis. We had, I mean, Fallon, Danny Kemp, and we we had we had tremendous players. Natalia Hart. We, we there were some players out there, man. There yeah. really were. So, I mean, again, it's one thing to take credit for it, but it's another thing to be honest. You know. Right. Yeah. We were good. We were we were good. And uh, you know, I, at my first year at Notre Dame, we we made it all the way to the state finals and got beat by uh, Holy Cross, Sarah Lawton, who's uh, going to, uh, I what is it, the Gulf Coast uh, community, whatever. Good, probably the number one junior college pitcher in the country right now. Yeah. Uh, and uh, again, so we again we've been we've run into some buzz saws, but it, it's it's nice to be able to get to those places and, and you know have those kids share experiences like that. Something that a lot of people can't say to be the last two playing is uh, quite an honor. You know. Take me a little bit back there. What 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 made your decision to go to ND Fairfield and you know what, what you know kind of what what went into that. Well, you know, I, I made the decision to retire because I wanted to go watch Fallon play. Right. And um, uh, so, I mean, that that was one of the deals that um, uh, it was. But, you know, I, I had such a great experience at Notre Dame. I, I, I really uh, I loved every minute that I was there. When you were a football coach. Called, yeah, football and I was the athletic director. Right. And, uh, but, you know, when they called and they asked me, and you know, they said, hey, we would you would you take over our softball team? We want to we want to take a step forward. Um, you know, I I couldn't say no to them. Father Bill was, you know, he, he did so much for me in my career that you know when uh, he called me in and asked me, I said, I'll take, I'll do it. So I mean, I, I went back I went back there because they were so good to me and they they wanted they wanted me to come down and coach. So that's that's the story behind that. So, and and plus Fallon was just across the street then. I mean, like yeah, exactly, you, you could just exactly. walk over if they were playing a game afterward, right? Absolutely, absolutely, so that absolutely. And, and I miss some games, but you know, again, for the most part, they, they play a lot on the weekends. They play all their uh, conference games on the weekends. So I, I got to almost three quarters of her games, and I missed a couple. But it's you know, again, it, it's it's been great. It really has been great. You know, and uh, I mean, they're they're uh, it's a great place to coach. We, we have a beautiful turf field up there. That yeah. you know, that uh, I mean, it's I mean, it really is. You know, it's um. It's it's everything that I would want it to be as a coach. I mean, the great AD Bledgy does a great job helping us out. You know, he's he's it's it's fun. It yeah. really is fun, man. It's it's fun again. So that's the biggest part. You know. Now you talked a little about you know you mentioned Father Bill San Giovanni who who just passed. Uh, what about about a month ago, right? Something like that, or two months yeah, ago? Yeah, maybe maybe yeah, about two months ago. Yep. Yeah, yep. I mean, you know, he was you know we we he and I had our battles over the year, but he was. Such a great guy. You know, tell me a little bit more about him and you know what what he's meant to you. I mean, obviously, you know, he brought you in there. He gave you a, an opportunity to get back into the high school game, right? Back in ninety uh, nine uh, or was it ninety eight? Yeah, yep, ninety eight. Uh, actually, yeah, ninety eight. Yep. And um, you know, again, I I, uh, I owe I owe every little piece of success that I've had since to that man. Um, you know, he gave me the opportunity to get back, you know, gave me an opportunity. I mean, I loved where I was at Milford Academy, but mm -hmm. I always wanted to be part of a community. I always wanted to be part of a high school, you know, to build kids and to do those things. And, uh, he gave me the opportunity. He, he was, uh, he was the Pied Piper of Notre Dame of Fairfield. <laughs> I mean, I'll tell you, I'll tell you, I'll tell you a funny story. Um, uh, when, uh, when I got hired there, I got hired there to, uh, be a security 
do security and be the athletic director. And, uh, and, you know, again, I walked around the building for the first three days and it was like, there's nobody out. There's nobody to secure. And, uh, so I was walking by his office one day and I heard all this noise, like a crashing going on in his office. So I figured, Oh, here's my first real job. I go in there, him and three hockey, him, him and three hockey players are wrestling. He's, he, he, that's the type of guy he was. He was, he would call the kids in and just start, they were doing knockdown wrestling and having a ball. He he was the, one of the most loved people, and probably one of the most loved people that you're ever going to meet. And uh, um, again, he I, I miss him. I miss him every day. So does everybody. Yeah. You know, he's just just a tremendous, tremendous man. Well loved, and you know, every kid there knew that he was loved, and uh, which really brought forth a, a great family atmosphere and my oldest daughter graduated from there and and michael graduated from there mm-hmm. so uh you know i knew that was the place that um you know that uh, it was the place to go you know and i'm so proud to, that my children you know had him as the president of the school and got a chance to uh you know be around him you know just a tremendous man uh, we had uh, Christine Drust on last week, and uh, you know we talked a little bit about Danny Kemp and what they've done with, with her. And just, just take us back to that. And I mean, obviously that was a crushing. Cru- I mean, you're, you're friends with her dad, Cliff, and her family, and and just you know that, that, that for everyone to kind of go through that and, and, and it was just was was heartbreaking. And but it seems like you guys have really draw, drawn inspiration from her, uh, you oh know, from her God. passing. Uh, you know, was it? Fallon hit that hit or somebody. Yeah, she had a a home run or something like that. I I forget what it was, but uh, tell me a little bit about that. Uh, You know, um, Danny and Fallon grew up together. Um, uh, Fallon has really struggled with uh, Danny's Danny's loss. Um, I mean, they were like sisters. I mean, they they played ball together since they were eight years old. And uh, I mean, when 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 Danny wasn't at our house, she was at Fallon was at her house. So. That that was that in itself, you know, the closeness of it rocked rocked our family, but uh, the impact that uh, Danny's presence had on on girls softball is absolutely phenomenal. I'll tell you a story. Um, the girl I, I mentioned to you before, Macquarie Stone, former. Every time she comes up, she draws something in the dirt. Mm. Okay, now she's from, she's from the Fairfield now. Okay, right. and uh, and she draws something in it. So the other day, I said to her, I said, "What do you draw on the dirt?" She says, "DK8," and I yeah. said, "That's amazing. That's amazing." I said, How, "You know, again, it's the impact that Danny had on on girls softball was phenomenal." And yeah. there's a lot of girls, there's a lot of kids, and that was a devastating thing. And to watch one of my best friends and one of my football coaches go through that. And, uh, it, it, you know, like on top of the fact how close I was to Danny, mm. really was, was crushing. It was really crushing. One of the most beautiful, physically, emotionally, just, just a wonderful, wonderful kid. I, I could still see that smile of hers, man. Yeah. You know, it's it's just sad. It really is sad. It's your, her, I mean, her life and her death is still resonates today. I mean, I just looked at, you know, we, again, Cheshire does their dingers for Danny thing. I mean, you guys, I'm sure, do stuff. Um, you know, that's still kind of a thing that goes on. I saw Hamden contributed uh to to the the whole fund i mean just like you said yep. she really i mean that stony brook still honors her every year absolutely uh, and yep. uh yeah it just seems sacred like sacred heart does yeah sacred heart does we will um you know i mean we've had when i was coaching at four and when i was coaching football here we had four four or five football programs do fundraisers for her yeah. at the football games you know? right so, hand I, mean, I know did, did something 
uh, Sheehan did something. North Haven did something. I mean, it's uh, it, again, she's a, she's impacted youth sports, and um, you know, the great the the thing that makes me the most proud is the fact that she's remembered. You know, it, it's a well, it tragic it was a tragic loss for for everybody, but it's uh, it you know her memory is going to be living on, and you know I, I I believe you know this, but they're um, they're going to be dedicating foreign softball field to Danny next year. They're building a brand new turf field here, and it's going to be the Danny Kemp Field. Oh so, wow, that's tremendous! Yep. Yeah, wow. be turf, it's going to be beautiful. I I, just, I can't wait. They're going to break ground on it in June, and uh, I just uh, it, that that makes me so proud that that the city and the school system you know is going to do that it's just tremendous well yeah and obviously that she's had a great impact but um are are we going to see uh fallon bavino softball coach in the future <laughs> you know what um I, I i honestly believe that she would be phenomenal she yeah. does a lot of hitting instructions but i don't know if that's in her future yeah. i know she loves it i know she's going to miss it um i i tell you what she would in in my eyes she would be a tremendous coach. I, I mean that sincerely, um, and not just because she's my daughter, but uh, she she knows the game inside and out. And um, but um, you know I I don't see it. I don't see it. You know. Yeah. I'm begging. <laughs> she's I would love to see it. She's doing really well there. She's a graduate student now at uh, a graduate yeah. student player now at uh, at Sacred Heart. Um, yep. She's having a hell of a year, man. She's having a hell of a year. I think she's uh, last week she was nine for thirteen with two home runs, so she's really turning it on near the end. She she was struggling with the with a a really serious hip injury. Uh, she, she had like a partially torn labrum, and uh, she was struggling with it for a good part of the year. And she finally uh, got a cortisone shot uh, sometime last week that really helped her. And um, so, so again, uh, it, it's good to see that she's going to be able to finish out finish out her her, her last year. You know, um, so you know, big game, big uh, big week coming up for you guys. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm sure they're all all excited. You know, put that uh, that Griswold uh, loss in the rearview mirror. I mean, not going to be easy though, huh? So uh, no, I, I I think it will be. I, I think <laughs> I think we're going to move forward. I mean, right. again, that's that's. I told him. I said, "Go home." I said, "It's it's over with. It's done with." I said, "Go go throw it, flush the toilet, throw it away, do what you got to do. We we got to move on, you know." So uh, I I am very excited to see how they come back tonight, you know. And t tonight's not the end of the world for us, and neither is Wednesday, mm -hmm. you know. Uh, and, you know, again, we just we just want to go out there, and I just told him, "Go out there and play hard, play smart, and do what we got to do." You know, and uh, and I just keep on telling them, no expectations, just play the game the way it's supposed to. I always tell the kids, you, you got to beat the ball. You got to catch it, you got to hit it, you got to outrun it, and you got to throw it. That's yeah. the way it is. You know, and if, if you could just keep that in mind and stop, don't think about the opponents, just beat the ball, everything will be okay. It's always been my philosophy, you know. Wait, 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 what class are you in now, Coach? What an M. You're an M this year. So yeah. yeah, by one kid, by one girl, we could could have been S. By mm. one girl. You know, who, um, who do you see as being yeah. tough in that? Oh, God, you know, Seymour is going to be tough. Griswold's tough. I mean, Griswold plays the game the right way. They bunt, they slap. They got a couple of real good hitters. They got a good pitcher. Um, I, I guess Valley Regional has a, has a very good pitcher. Yeah. But, you know, you know, you know, North Bradford's going to be very good. You know, you know, Hale Ray. There's a lot of real good teams in, in the M. You know, there really are. Well, all right, Coach. We appreciate you coming on and, and talking a little, uh, wrapping a little softball with us. We, we appreciate your time and 
And uh, yeah, big week for you. So uh, go get them, and uh, you know we'll see you down the road. Good luck the rest of the rest of the season. Good luck this year. Hey, listen. Thanks for having me on, Ryan. Thank you for having me on. I really appreciate it. It's a it's an honor. And as I said, I can't thank you guys enough for what you do for high school sports. Thank you very much. We appreciate much. it, Coach. Thank Thanks a lot, and uh, good luck. Thank you. Thank you. Bye bye. Right. I always love talking to Jeff Bavina. He's uh, you know one of the good guys. Uh, in high school sports today, um, you know, it's it's just it, to me, it's just amazing how you know you, you're 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 a fire and brimstone football coach one minute, and next thing you know, you're singing songs in the with the foreign softball team, and now Notre Dame Fairfield, uh, you know. And I was always used to to uh, to rib him about now he couldn't win a state championship in uh, in football. He got so close so many times to either they got knocked out of the playoffs on points, or or they when they did get there, they got beat in the finals and especially in our name, but uh, then he goes to softball and he wins a championship within four years. I mean, it's just, it's just crazy. But uh, thanks for Jeff for, for coming on. It's always great to talk to him. Um, so uh, with, uh, I didn't, again, we're going back to the softball poll. I I didn't, I thought it was going to be a little bit more of a shakeup. I, I, I thought there was going to be, like you said, I, I thought there was going to be St. Paul in there. I thought, uh, you know, you're going to see a little bit more movement, but it's still early. There's still lots of stuff well, going on this week. I think it's because the top teams lost to each other. Like, I don't think yeah. Cheshire should be punished for losing two pitcher's duels in a row. Right. <laughs> so, you know, once you have that equity of being such a strong program, it's going to take a lot. Like Amity, for instance, you know, it took them three losses just, you know, to get out of the right. top ten. So. And, and a lot of this is, is based on your reputation, let's, yep. let's be honest. I mean, that's why Seymour's still in there and St. Paul isn't. Like, St. Paul's going right. to have to win a, uh, the Anvil Championship, basically, to, I mean, you know, or Seaman's going to have to lose. Yeah, a little unless bit Woodland more. knocks one of those two teams off, I, you know, it's going to be difficult for either. Both of them are going to end the year with, you know, incredible. Records. I like this the, that Woodland showed up against him. I really yeah, do have, like that. They only have they, from what I remember, they have five or six freshmen starting too. So yeah, th- you know, that's an interesting team to watch there going forward. Yeah, really, really much so. Is Seymour getting knocked off its perch here? Um, you know, Holy Cross used to be them and Holy Cross. Now it's St. Paul and them, and then Woodland's kind of. You know, they're, they're making a move here uh, a little bit. So just uh, games to watch this week. Um, you know, I, I hesitate to say this because there's a lot of weather forecasts for this <sighs> week. So, you know, when I write these up or take a look at the schedule, you, you think, all right, are they actually going to be played on Tuesday? Or, you know, do we have to hold the break? You know, the Massive St. Joe's game is the most extreme example of how many times it's been postponed. Was it three times? Then? Yeah. So hopefully the weather holds off, but... I don't know. I'm not optimistic. <laughs> I wouldn't be optimistic the way the season's going, but at least we got to catch a break at some point. I mean, April showers, May flowers, yada, yada. It is April 29th as we speak right now. So hopefully when we cross that threshold into May, things will clear up and, yeah. and there'll be sunny skies the rest of the way. So we're looking at it. We got Southington at Cheshire, the rival. We talked to Christine Drust about that a little bit last week. Cheshire really needs to get back on the on the, the winning path here. That's Tuesday at 4 o'clock. South Windsor, and you know, it takes its unbeaten record to uh, Norwich Free Academy, which is lost. Yeah, just, and that's a long trip, too. Yeah. That is a talk about your own. I mean, it's not too, too bad. They, it's too but it's still a, n- a long enough trip. It's not Notre Dame Fairfield going to Griswold, let's be honest, but uh, it's still pretty tough, um, especially then that Hartford traffic, 4.15 right, p.m. Yeah, it's not a lot of miles, but that's what I was thinking. Right. Getting through Hartford. 
Right. So uh, Hanchuk is uh, opening some eyes a little bit. Norwich Free Academy. They, you know, they lost to East Haven, yeah, which let's awesome. shout out East Haven for a little bit. East Haven's been on a little bit of a run here. Uh, they lost their first three games to start the year. You know, fifteen to ten in eleven innings. North Brantford. They lost to Cheshire uh, eight to five, and then West Haven nine to five. And then they rattle off. They've won see five games out of their last six, including knocking off uh, Norwich Free Academy. So the UCs. You know, making a move here. They they actually play the next three games on the road. Sheehan, Sacred Heart Academy, and North, and then they get North Haven. So we'll have to see what East Haven's about. Yeah, when we talked to Christine Dressed about how the SEC schedules, you know, it's about a lot of about of how the teams were the previous few seasons, and East Haven's schedule is loaded as a result. So yeah, they might be that team in Class L that you don't want to play, even though they might only have you know. 12, 13, you know, 12, 13 wins. Yeah, well, they knocked around NFA a little bit there, which was shocking to me, you know, considering, you know, but again, they're on a run. So, uh, you know, we'll, we'll see what they're made of. They got, again, like they got Sheehan, Sacred Heart Academy, then North Haven, then Amity again. And, uh, you know. And West Haven again. <laughs> yeah, and West Haven again, for sure. And North Haven again. So they, they have a really tough schedule the rest of the way, but you know they can do it. Um, yeah, Trouble St. Joseph, which we mentioned at the top of the show, Tuesday at 4.30. So you, you got options if you're a huge softball fan. Southern at Cheshire and St. Joseph at Trumbull. Is there anyone you're going to? I'm going to be at the Cheshire Southington one, uh, thankfully, because I live closest. But um, yeah. <laughs> I get to see Southington for the first time this year. I really wanted to cross off all the top 10 teams, and I'm curious to see what they have. Uh, they've gone with a crazy platoon of pitching so far this year, so you know, kind of want to see what they're up to. And as we mentioned with uh, Coach Pavino, Massick at Notre Dame Fairfield on Wednesday at 415. Really interesting. We just talked about the NVL. Really interesting game on Friday when Woodland heads to Bristol to, to, to face St. Paul. This is their, another chance for Woodland to you know make its presence known. Uh, and then finally, the, the big one. Massacre at St. Joseph, weather permitting. Now, I'm actually hoping for rain out. I'm, I'll, I will be one on an island there because uh, I will be a wed- at a wedding on that day. Well, I won't be able to go. So hopefully it gets moved back one more time. So maybe they it. just don't want you there. <laughs> we'll find out. If they get if it gets in, then that's probably a fair conclusion. To draw. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, man. So lots going on. We are, we are at the halfway point, or in some cases, we are past the halfway point. Um, lots to lots to go lots going on, and uh, I don't know. I, this should be a great week, and we'll see where everyone is. Yeah, I think the biggest thing is though St. Joseph have the two toughest games. I think it boils down to Massac. I mean, their win streak is close to forty now. They were undefeated last year. You know, finished number one in the state. They're number one in the state again. You know, this will this week could you know yeah. put a damper in that with two great teams, Notre Dame, Fairfield, and St. Joseph. Yeah, and Massick mashes the ball, and St. Joseph obviously with the great pitching, and Massick with the great pitching, and we shall see. <laughs> so, um, so that I guess we'll call that a podcast. We'll hope for your sake that that game gets moved <laughs> again. I can't believe I just said that, but uh, <laughs> I like my chances with the rain. I, I don't know. Well, yeah. Well. <laughs> It, 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 it certainly, uh, the trend has certainly been in your favor. But this game is going to be played at some point. I don't know, you know, whether it's going to be played this week or, or you know, whatever. Um, but hopefully, it, uh, you know, in a way, hopefully it does because I'd hate to see St. Joseph lose and then the next thing you know, it's not a one versus two. We have our number one versus two matchup. Other stuff is great. Uh, we are finally deep, knee deep or neck deep or eyeballs deep into the softball season. So uh, we're fired up. So this should be great. Um, as we head into May. So anyway, uh, we'll call that a podcast. For Ryan Lacey, I'm Sean Patrick Bowley. 
thank you for being here and thanks to Jeff Vino. This has been Inside the Circle on Game Time CT. See ya. Thank you.